Welcome to the first ever podcast with the boys of Banged Up Bets. We will talk about everything in the world of sports for the upcoming week. If you want random sports knowledge, useless tidbits, and fun facts, you've come to the right place. We'll go over the games and events of the week, break down our picks, and hopefully give you guys some good tips on a couple bets that we like. With me to help give you some unsolicited thoughts and advice is a five-foot-tall Irishman hailing from the Bronx in New York, the fictional Johnny J. Mo Morgan, and his counterpart, the tall and lanky Adam the Sai Sizemora. To give everybody a visual real quick of what these guys look like, J. Mo looks like the cartoon character Adventures of Tintin, and Adam Sizemore looks like a taller, younger, and way, way poorer version of Jeff Bezos with some glasses. And I am your host, Cam Streb, who's been affectionately called the skinnier and way less funny version of Jonah Hill. <laughs> Welcome. What's up, boys? What's going What's on, up? man? What an intro. Oh, man. That way was to start it out. I mean, I hope everybody has a good picture of what we all look like. Because, I mean, I always that's what I always get into. I'm like, what do these guys look like on this podcast? <laughs> I don't think now, you put enough ways in front of poor for how I am related yeah, to John Basin. There, there could have been like five billion more pores in front of that. but <laughs> You didn't focus on the poor enough. So what's banging me up, boys? What what'd you get into this weekend? What happened? Well, this, this weekend was a local weekend. Stayed around the place. Got a little banged up on Friday. Went out to local bar, Odie's. Went out to their roof deck kind of thing. And one thing led to another and turned into a 3 a.m. drinking session. Then was right back at it Saturday, Saturday morning. Went down to the pool. Got a little burnt. Got a little drunk in the sun. Watched uh, those UFC fights. Lost some few shekels on them. Not a big deal. Overall, solid weekend. Did some drinking. Got some sunburnt. I'm not going to lie. You should have just taken my picks last week. Well. You would have won. You would have won chuckles. I got. I got robbed on one. It's not a big deal. We're not going to focus on that. It's a new week. <laughs> don't don't bring the energy down here. Please. Is that the Holloway bet? Yeah, I mean the Holloway yeah, robbery. Rob, just robbed. Yeah, Holloway not, robbery is perfectly put. Yeah, absolutely. Not highway robbery. Holloway robbery. I unfortunately <laughs> couldn't watch him this weekend because I was up at the lake getting my groove on, doing some backflips off the pontoon boat. Then uh, the age caught up to me, 31-year-old Adam, woke up the next day, back was too shit, <laughs> couldn't move, <laughs> had to drive home. Well, actually, I couldn't drive home, so Christina, my fiance, drove home five and a half hours. <laughs> yep. Got to watch golf the entire time, so I was happy. But Oh, you! I'm sure your fiance was super happy about that. <laughs> she, she was very excited. Very, yeah, very excited, excited. To say yeah. the least. Good. Nice job, man. Yeah, way to be. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things about Sizemore. He can he can literally rattle off twenty just statistics or pertinent facts about some kind of topic and with like a genius level intellect, and then five minutes later he's slugging twenty beers and doing backflips and passed out somewhere. <laughs> Breaking his back off a pontoon boat. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that's that's exactly an Adam Sizemore weekend. Perfect. What, what'd you do this weekend there, guy? Yeah, I didn't. I I mean I'll tell you what's banging me up. I gotta move. So ooh, ooh. that's what I did. Never That's played. what I did all freaking weekend is I just started looking at places and I'm in a mad scramble. So that's that's what's banging me up. I hate moving. I'll tell you that right now. Isn't Don't it like, like it. rated like the top five most stressful things is in changing your life is just moving. Just so much goes into it. I mean, just it's exhausting. one, finding a place, two, moving your stuff, and three, your address changes on everything. Everything, everything has your address nowadays. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I'm moving from New York to Ohio. was dreadful. Yeah. That's, that's I was just 580 miles. I was like, yep, this, I'm done with this. I'm never moving again. <laughs> just the worst. I just liked it when it was like college moving and you just, you just go ahead and move from like that house over there to like three, <laughs> three roads down. And then you're just like, yeah, we're just going to party over here now. Like this is the <laughs> road we're doing. That's perfect. New you party go, zone. Yeah, you just go pick up like a couch from the street, and you're just like, yeah, this is my couch now. And like now you're now you're good. Now you gotta like officially move into that. Well, speaking of college, NCAA football boys, we got Ivy League has canceled the canceled their fall sports. We are, I mean, normal. Yeah, I mean, obviously we don't know if this is an outlier, or if this is something to come. So something to watch for here. But the normal start of the football season is obviously October, uh, not October, August 29th. So that's only a month and a half away here. So I guess what do you guys what are you guys thinking here? I mean the the I guess the trend is the Power Five ADs like I think it's like fifty percent of them right now are are want to go to a conference only schedule, which kind of follows the MLB thing with like making it more regionalized. You know that's yeah. what the MLB did with their sixty game season. So they're looking at maybe doing a conference only. I mean I really think that's the only way football season like goes through here. I mean what do you, what are you guys seeing here? I mean. Right now, it's the Big Ten and the Pac-12 that officially said it's happening. So that kind of threw a wrench into some awesome games that we're going to miss out on for the season. I think they're reconvening next week, if I'm not mistaken. They're they're figuring out like what's actually going to happen. What they do, like the SEC and the ACC, I don't know what they're going to do with that, but it sucks that we're going to miss out on like USC, Alabama, uh, Ohio State, Oregon, Wisconsin, Notre Dame. Just some awesome games that would have been fun to watch on national TV. Speaking of Verdane, what are they going to do? You know what I mean? Like, oh, dude, they're not playing. This is, yeah, they're just like not going to play. Or hey, how about you guys get in the freaking conference? Everybody's been <laughs> saying that for twenty years. You pieces of crap. You know, like <laughs> yeah, you tell them. Yeah. yeah, tell us how much more you hate them. I will. No, I'm completely unbiased. I I <laughs> have no feelings at all oh, towards oh, Notre oh, Dame. Oh. Yeah, it's completely open minded. I still, I still think that Notre Dame will will sleaze their way into games uh, with conferences, but you know, yeah, I mean, just to touch on that, how bad is NCAA look here? I mean, they're letting, they're just letting these conferences run themselves right now. I mean, you're basically lost all control over everything. I think the NCAA needs to come out hard here and just put a guideline down of what needs to happen on all these conferences. I know my my personal thoughts. You have the conference. They play in a certain city. All the games are run out of that certain city. You you make a bubble. The NBA is doing it. MLS is doing it. MLB. Well, not the MLB. But all these teams or leagues are doing it. Hockey's doing the same thing. You know yeah. what I mean? So, And we'll, we'll get into that in a second. But yeah. the last thing kind of wanted to say, so like what they're, what they're suggesting is the hypothetical season that they're suggesting right now, and I think they're meeting, I think you're right, John, they're meeting next week, is the season would start on October 9th as opposed to August yep. 29th. So it gives them an extra, you know, month and months and some change to get some things organized. Like you said, maybe get a hub where all the teams are going into just like hockey, you know, where they have hub cities or, or whatever you're saying. And then um, the season would end on the same weekend, December 5th, that would be championship weekend. And then we really don't know what's going on with the playoffs, how they're going to determine that if that's going to still happen or not, it's already set, but that's the, that's kind of the, a bridge version or, or whatnot with the college football. And, and I mean, really what, what it comes down to the biggest thing here is and why so much thought is going into this, because if 
we don't have college football guys. It's not just like we. I mean, obviously our years are in, but I mean, you you throw it back. You know what I mean? Like if there's no college football, you throw it back. That's yeah, I send, send it, back. it back. But but on a on a bigger level is so many programs will be shut down if there's no college football. So many college programs depend on college football to literally provide that 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 revenue to to run all the other programs. So you know, just golf you know, soccer, you know, there's, there's so many different kinds of sports that might not be able to make it. And just, I mean, the financial impact of this could, I mean, be, I mean, this is like, this is like five years down the road. We're talking about maybe not even seeing some of these programs anymore. So just a huge financial impact if we don't see college football this year. And like you were saying with the playoff, I mean, if, if there is college football this year, I feel like there's no better time to test like the eight, like an 18 playoff where you get the five conference champions and then the three wild cards. I feel like this would be, the perfect time to do it because it's already looking like it's going to be one of those wax seasons that all the other sports are trying to adopt. Now it's like one of those asterisk seasons. So it's like, if you're looking to expand it, you want to see how it works. This could be a prime opportunity to do that. Yeah. Still not a fan of eight game playoff. Um, I personally, four games is enough for me. I understand that this might be the year to do it just because you're not oh, going yeah. to have out of yeah. conference games, but ugh, I don't want the eight games. Yeah. I'm, I'm I know so many people that like want it. So if they're going to test it, take the weirdest year ever and test it now. And if people, if it doesn't work, then right. questions answered. So going, going into that a little bit more too is, is, is hockey. So hockey, they just came out with it last week. Um, hockey's back. Uh, they actually just, they already, they already came back. Uh, training camp started on July 10th. Uh, 24 teams are participating in the playoffs. Um, so what they're doing is they're, they're doing hub cities. So, they're going to all all 20 foot. So 12 teams are going to check into Edmonton. 12 teams are going to check into Toronto. Um, quick fun fact here. So this will be the first time ever that the entire Stanley Cup playoffs is completely done in Canada since 1925. Oh, so good also, also fun fact, uh, that was actually the last time Detroit Red Wings made the playoffs was 1925. So um, <laughs> real quick. Total real lie. quick. <laughs> uh, you're talking about one of the greatest franchises of all time making 25 straight playoff appearances. Yeah, but are they part of those 24 teams that are going to be uh, in Canada? No, they're not. Oh, they're that's they're, cool. uh, they're looking we'll forward. Year, but... Yeah, they're looking forward to 2025. They stick. So, so real quick, then the next year when Detroit can actually play again would be December 1st. <laughs> that's when they're that's when they're pegging the next season to start. 2020-21 would be December 1st. So. The round robin games are looking to start on August 1st and then round robin to determine the top four seeds. And then the Stanley Cup would finish no later than October 4th. And then the new season would start then on December 1st of 2020. Honestly, nothing better than playoff hockey, in my opinion. It's one of the best sports ever. I mean, so. if, if if they canceled hockey, that wouldn't be the worst. It wouldn't be my least favorite thing. You love all sports. You actually love hockey. I you do just don't know it. Hockey. You just don't admit to it. You I love do. going to games. You love betting on and them. I like betting on them. You, you love everything about hockey except that you can't admit that you're actually a hockey yeah. fan. And I don't believe that. Yeah, so John's, like I said, he's a fictional character. So, uh, yeah, he just likes to pretend like he doesn't like stuff. And then closetly, <laughs> he just he loves it more than all of us. He's like, yeah, I had a great time at the hockey game, but I still hate it. So, no, I, I hate it. Like, it's the worst. Yeah, yeah, you're just, where's, yeah. Where's your soccer views now? Oh, I'm a big soccer guy now. Real big. Where was your views about five years ago? Real bad. What hated about, it. What about <laughs> golf? What about golf, I, no, I've always liked watching golf. I'm just oh. bad at playing it. I'm, like, real bad oh. at playing it. Yeah, we're getting there though. We're getting a there. Big soccer hater. I mean, it's, well, I can't get enough of it. <laughs> well, speaking, I mean, speaking of golf, 
Oh, we got the Memorial boys. Double and a half. The uh, what was it? The workday charity last week is that? Did I get that oh, right? Yeah. What a bang it was. was. Wow. Yeah. Playoff. JT and Morikawa. Is that yep. how you say his name? Morikawa. Morikawa. Getting it done. What a yeah. What a what a tournament that was. So this weekend we got the Memorial, and we got the players. Anybody who's anybody is coming in. Yep. The big one, the goat ticker, is oh. in. He's coming in. He He's bad. coming to take it. So, anyways, what do we what are we thinking as far as the course goes here? I mean, I mean, what are we going to see different from last weekend to this weekend? It's a decently long course. It's over seventy four hundred yards. We talked about that um, a little bit more. So, what are we going to see that's different from last weekend to this weekend? Last week they definitely had some different pin locations. They had some different tee boxes. So they're going to lengthen it up a little bit. Get get that full seventy four hundred this week. They're going to see some longer rough. They expect it to grow over a half an inch between uh, Sunday and Thursday. Um, you're going to, you're going to see faster greens is the biggest thing that, uh, these golfers are going to have to deal with. So they're going to see about 11. They saw about 11 during the workday. They're going to see about 13 to 14, uh, greens on, uh, Thursday through Sunday. It's going to be a ball striking course for these players. They got to get it into the fairway. That rough is long. You're going to be playing from longer T locations. So definitely ball striking, getting it on the green is, is key. You know what that means? Don't tell me about the Norwegian Wonder Kid. Oh, we'll get we'll get to him, but you know, longer tees, more opportunity for ponds. Oh boy, <laughs> I do go. have I do have. There are eleven water hazards. On let's go all those hazards. Watch those hazards, boys. Dropping bombs, going into hazards, right into the pool. What about <laughs> what about that Norwegian Wonder Kid? This boy is something else. He is my favorite to win this week along with pretty much every week. But this is his week. Number he's, one, his name is Victor Hovland. Okay, for the guys that aren't... That aren't no, I was getting there. We, okay, yeah, okay. I was getting there. All right, John, all right. Let me talk him up a little bit. <laughs> I mean, he dresses, he dresses great. He wears terrible hats. Great striker of the ball. Fun fact, he's driven to all of the tournaments since golf started up again. It's a little over 3,500 miles. Dang. That is... Some driving this boy is doing, not just on the course, but on the roads. Hopefully, he's kind of, what kind of vehicle is he driving in? Hopefully, a Korean luxury vehicle, right? Yeah, right? You think he's got a Hyundai Tucson? I mean, it's a pleasure <laughs> to drive. Holy smokes, it's quite That's, a machine. I don't know. I don't know if he's made enough on tour to afford one of them babies. Uh, it's quite a machine, let me tell you. I don't know these positions he's been posting since, motor carriage. since he's been back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, since he's been back, tied for 23rd in the Schwab, tied for 21st in RBC, tied for 11th in the Travelers. Tied for 12th at Rocket Mortgage, and he was third this week at work. Oh, last week at Workday. Chick ching, chick ching. And last fun fact of my plus 2,500 favorite here in his last 20 rounds, he has shot over 70 only three times. Yeah. Very good. It's hard. It's so that's, very that's your favorite. Good. He's that's my your favorite. favorite to win. Yeah, he's been Hands playing. Hard to go against that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going, uh, I'm going to take uh, Tiger Woods here. Oh, I have to. Yeah. I have to. I have to pick him to win. He's my boy, Tiger Tiger Woods. He's won the most at Mirfield five times. He was played very well a few weeks ago at the match. He kept it straight down the middle, which you need to do here at Mirfield. He's got it all going down. He practices on those, you know, bent grass greens uh, back at home. Tiger Tiger Woods, bring it one, bring one more for me. Yeah, plus twenty five hundred, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love that pick. I love it. I love it so much. My favorite 
is the boy, arguably the best name on tour, Xander Chauffle. Chauffle. He's got a great name. What a fantastic name. I mean, talk about consistent too. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's just been playing. He's just been playing lights out. Finished 14th last week. I mean, didn't quite put it all together. You had one. He had one semi, some below semi par round. You know what I mean? But I mean, just absolutely consistent. I mean, his his game matches up perfectly to Mirfield. So if he brings it, you know, just gets a. He just takes out that one poor round, and I think he's got it going on here. So real quick, I mean, what are you guys thinking as far as so last week 19 under one, right? Uh, that was Morikawa 19 under. Yep. What are you thinking this week? I mean, what are we thinking? Five, six, seven, ten, ten strokes different than you know with the t with the t different t placements, different pin placements, longer rough. I mean, what do you guys think? You know, what do you guys thinking? Ten, ten, twelve wins it here. I'm thinking, yeah, ten, ten, twelve, ten. Round round ten is gonna gonna definitely take this. Hot one take, on. fourteen under. It's gonna win it, Victor Hovland. You put, put money on book. it. Put money on it. Yeah, it's no problem. I will. No issue at all there. I do. I do think though. I, I like your Xander pick. He is fourth in in greens and regulations on tour and seventh in scoring average. Kid's been balling. Uh, I, I'm definitely throwing some money at him this week. What are his uh, odds? Well, Thirty three hundred. That would be a quite a good chunk of change right there. I am going to throw some money though at the former winner last week, Morikawa. Yeah. Kid has been balling. He's get this. He has won more times on tour than he has been cut. That's a great stat. He's only been cut once on tour. He's won twice. That is a wonderful stat. He was he's being compared to Tiger Woods, up and coming. Kids got it all together. I want to see I want to see him do it. Just do it back to back, same course, never probably done back. before. <laughs> double double. <laughs> double double. 2200. Throw some money. That's I mean, if there's someone you I'm eyeballing to throw some money at it's Jason Day. I mean, it's his home course. Aussie. He played excellent last week. He has not been playing excellent up until last week. Guy's been getting cut consistently. But lives in Ohio. Lives in Ohio. This is his home course. And OH, you know? Uh, oh, I know. And then uh he was tied for seventh last week. So stay hot. Plus sixty five hundred. That's I mean, give me those odds. So, I'll throw a couple shekels at that. Yeah. So just real quick. So we've been talking about plus thirty three hundred just for, for for everybody that doesn't doesn't know and it doesn't bet regularly. So when we say plus sixty five hundred, it means he's sixty five to one. So you throw you throw a hundred bucks down, get paid out sixty five to one. So that's what we're talking about. So I I love that Jason Day pick as well. He's he's my long shot to win it too at sixty five to one. Um, if he wins, you know what that means, guys. We get a boat. Oh, we I'm going to get a, a banged bigger, up boat. bigger boat. That's that's a pretty small, pretty small boat. Not going to lie. Yeah, it could be a little paddle boat, but I mean, you got to you got to hey. start somewhere. You know, you get, you know, you get, you get the boat. Get like a used pontoon. That's true. Yeah, it's a living room on on the water. I'll just put it in my sure. backyard. I'm sure you could uh, do some backflips off that size. I think you'd be fine. <laughs> Cam, who you who, else, who you throwing money at then? I well, got so who, I got, who else you throwing? I got, I got Xander to win. I'm throwing money at Tiger because that's just my boy, and he's the goat. So I mean, that's it. And then, and then Jason Day's my long shot. JMO, who are you throwing money at? Well, I'm definitely throwing money at Jason Day. The other two I'm throwing money at: Brooks Kepka and Phil oh, Mickelson. I want Brooks Kepka. I the reason I'm I'm saying Brooks Kepka is one he only shows up like he's he's openly said it. He's like majors. Is when you see me play golf. Guy barely practices. He comes out, plays big on big tournaments. This is essentially like a mini major. He's not going to go from getting cut last week to like getting cut this week. It's just not going to happen. 
He's plus 2,800 because he's Brooks Kepka, so it's like not like super long shot odds, but I still love it. If He's very capable of winning this. And Phil Mickelson, I don't think he's very capable of winning this, but then I looked at the odds, and then I just saw a boat, and I saw plus 15,000 in those odds, and I said, you give me those odds. And that's what I put him on. Well, you, you know Brooks has only finished. His highest placing is 31st. He's finished 31st, 52nd, and cut last week at Murfield. I, I don't have any confidence in Brooks. I will give you one shuckle of confidence. He had a good Friday round to try to bring him back. Yeah. He missed the – he was on the cut line to well, get cut. I always just say, don't call it a comeback. He's been here for years. He's going to be <laughs> here this year, and he's going to make me some money. Well, I'm also going with his boy, though, Gary Woodland, as some, some money being thrown. At 4500 he played well last week. He got fifth place, ninth at Colonial, tied for fifth at Workday. He is fourth in strokes gained putting last week. Get those greens a little bit faster this week. He's going to be sinking those long putts, jaying them up. I got Gary Woodland taking it, taking some money for me into my pocket. Well, Cam has Jason Day as his sleeper. Who's your sleeper? Ooh, huh. I got Ian Poulter. He played very well. Last he week. played very well last Poulter. week. I, you don't like him, huh? I hate Ian Poulter. I just I don't like the guy. I, I hate his visor. I, I he always <laughs> he always works us in the Ryder Cup. I just oh my god, that dude just. He just he's legendary in the Ryder Cup and then he just oh it's just his mannerisms, like everything about him. Like I don't know. I just wanna if I could just punch him in the face, I probably would. I don't Ian Poulter, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, man. I just don't like your face. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I do have one last super mega boat long shot here. And I'll tell you the only reason why I'm picking him. He's a big Irish boy, Shane Lowry. Played pretty well last week. Tied for 39th, not bad. He fell apart in the third day. Not not a big issue. He'll get back on it. But he is plus fourteen thousand. Boat pick. Put it on the card. He was he was uh, getting some TV time though last. He week. was. He was, yeah. he was I mean, he was well. he's technically the reigning Open champion two years in a row. So yeah, they, they didn't play. Very true. Year, so those are my picks, and I'm sticking to it. Ooh. Well, the last kind of sporting event of the week we have here, boys, is the EPL. Oh yeah. So. I think everybody has heard the news of the freaking bootlickers, Man City here. <laughs> Bullshit. I, all right. So number one, if, if you if you don't follow the EPL, Man City has just has just been a dominant team over the last eight to ten years. They won a couple. They won a couple EPLs. Um, they just been they've been killing it. They brought over Pep Guardiola, who's who's arguably one of the best coaches of you know in the world. And well, last February. So in February of this year, they got hit with a ban, so a 30 million euro fine and an EPL, or I'm sorry, a UCL ban. Um, and they were hit with that um, by, UEFA. by the UEFA, exactly. Um, and then just to do what yesterday, today was it today or yesterday? Yesterday. Uh, yesterday it came out. It yesterday they came out and they overturned it, reduced the fine to 10 million euros. So they cut it in, th- in by a third, and then say it said that Man City is okay to play in the UCL. What a sh- crock I, of sham right it, here! It's ridiculous. I mean, Jose Marino came out and said it kind of perfectly. He's just like he doesn't have a problem with Man City, which let's be honest, he totally has a problem with Man City. But he comes out and says he's like, if you're not guilty. Why are you still paying $10 million? 
Cause like you're guilty because like you're clearly guilty. I, this it's a total mess, and they want they they pretty much get this lifted because of a loophole. The statute of limitations being five years past. I mean, it makes the FFP look yeah. like it's complete and total joke. Time barred, guys. Yeah, There's right. time barred material. I know I'm, I'm giving air quotations for those of you that can't see me right now, and and for a long time too, because yeah. it's just horseshit. So yeah, city. So, so the, the officials cited that many of the alleged offenses were time-barred and there was insufficient evidence to uphold initial CFCB investigative conclusions. And then, like Mourinho said, if you're not guilty, why are you paying $10 bucks, man? What's yeah, going on? It's it's crazy. And then, like, uh, Pep came out and was just like, oh, yeah, uh, Jose, you can call me. We can talk about it. He's like, Jose's probably – I don't want to call you. Like, <laughs> you, 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 you literally lied. Years ago, Our and you're still benefiting from it now. Yeah, it's, yeah it's crazy. They had a, they really went they really went after in this in this investigation. I don't know if you guys saw this, but they really went in the investigation like they didn't they didn't view the CFCB as like a credible uh, investigative source, so they like didn't trust them. That's what that was like. The, that part of their part of their defense was like we really didn't know who these guys were, and I don't like we just didn't really trust them. We didn't want to give them our financial records, and that's that's really why we we're withholding information. I mean, what a what a freaking disgrace! Yeah. And talk about talk about a swing here, boys. Like, all right, so imagine imagine this scenario here. So UCL ban gets lifted, and 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 you guys know that Man City is is winning their leg right now. Yep. And then if they go on, if they go on to win the UCL this year, not only do they get to play for the next two years, they won this year. Talk about a swing. I mean, there there. I mean, there was a lot of players that were talking about losing if the if the band was upheld, or I'm sorry, leaving if the band was upheld. Yep. You know, De Bruyne, De, even De Bruyne was talking about leaving if they didn't have UCL play. You know, so I mean, talk about a swing of fortune for Pep and Man City in general. I mean, that that is huge. That is a huge deal for Man City. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's basically <laughs> what I heard from that, and yeah. I, also. Also, there are no rules. That's, you know, if you yeah, have money, clearly. there are no rules. That's it. Zero, zero rules. Because yeah. it's in a similar situation out with PSG. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like the FFP is like, like th- rip it up, throw it out. It's irrelevant. If you give me money, then I'll just sweep this under the rug. <laughs> and we'll wait five years. We'll be okay. <laughs> it's like, give me a break, if you, dude. If you give me a boat, <laughs> we'll be good. We'll be good. If you just give me give a bang me a boat. We'll be fine. That's we'll be it. right no, on that boat. We'll sail away. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait to get. We need to get a bub boat. Banged up boat. <laughs> banged up butt. Banged up boat. <laughs> banged up butt. Yeah. Sitting on, in the banged up boat. <laughs> All right, guys. We got All some right. EPL fixtures to go over here. Yeah, let's get past the stupidness. Get on, into the picks. On Thursday, we got a, a lineup of Sheffield Luster. I'm thinking this one's going to be a 1 1 draw between the two of them, but I'm going to take the Sheffield. Plus a half. Mm. Then I'm also going to look at the under two and a half. Both these teams have been defensive. Leicester's been a little sluggish coming out. Um, they've gotten a couple goals lately, but I still think Sheffield's defense is top notch for for the league. They held Chelsea to a 3-0 um, win. So they're looking to fight for their Champions League spot. I think it's a 1-1 going half a point Sheffield under two and a half. Yeah, I, I didn't bet the game, but Sheffield's actually looked pretty good the last few weeks. They so. have a they have a solid defense for being a promoted team. They were yeah. those that don't know promoted. They were in the tier division below the Premier League last season. They were promoted up most of the time. Yeah. They get relegated back down. This unfortunate circumstance is they are fighting for that yep. 
Europa and spot. Your boys are trying to get that goalie. Oh. They said name that price. Uh, yeah, and Chelsea's also trying to get the fuck out of the Champions League right <laughs> yeah, now. They're they're really trying. Going into the other game, Man United Crystal Palace. All right, I'm looking at this game at a two zero Man United uh, Crystal Palace. They've been a little sluggish as well. Uh, they're without Benteke, uh, Tompkins, Schlopp, Kelly, and Cahill. Due to injuries, wow. Benteke was out with a red card. Um, Man United has just been – they've been soaring. Bruno Fernandez has been this key. He's been this link-up fixture between them and the front line. You have Martial, He's Rashford. These guys have been cooking. Bruno wow. Fernandez, five goals. Four assists in five games. Wow. Yeah, and the boy and the starlet, Greenwood brother. You gotta you gotta mention the boy. Oh my he's, god, he's what been... a, holy smokes. I mean I, I know I think we all three took this game. It was it's at minus one thirteen and minus one and a half on the spread. It's like Crystal Palace has lost five straight games. Like that's not okay. And they've been outscored thirteen to two in those five games. Like there should be no reason Manu doesn't put up three to five goals in this game especially with how they've been playing. They're outscoring teams 18 to five in their last five or six games, I believe. And they're right outside the top four and they're, they're on Chelsea's ass right now. Yeah. They so, got to get in. They got an easy. And this is, this is way, an yeah. easy game for them to make that little jump. I think so. it's like crystal palace, West Ham and Lester are the last three games. Yeah. yeah I, I have Manu on the, on the goal line minus one and a half. And I also have Chris uh, and I also have the over at two and a half. You just talked me into the over. Yeah, uh, I, like, yeah. I'm taking I love it. Wow, wow. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, exactly. I got, all, I got Man U all the way. They, they do look really good. I don't like – I do not like Man U, so I don't know if we all sound like we like Man U. No, they just <laughs> – No, playing, really good. They're playing, they're playing good football right now. That's I mean, that's all there is to it. I mean, they're they're flying around. I mean, so I said it perfectly. Bruno Fernandez, the cog, and the, and the boy Greenwood, man. That kid is fun to watch. Holy smokes. So, yeah, I like Man U in this one as well. That's that's the key. I, I mean, yeah, you said it perfectly. I don't like Man United. I hate them. But at the same time, they've been fun to watch. They have been. Who's next on the card? Going into uh, the Austin Villa-Everton game. Yeah. I'm taking a 2-0 to 1-0 Austin Villa scoring here. But I'm not going to touch who's going to win. I don't know what Everton's going to show up. Yeah. I'm just going to go strictly under 2.5 here. I think both teams have been struggling enough where I'm going to expect – at least one goal maybe out of each, um, maybe a 2-0 to Austin Villa. That's my prediction, but I'm sticking to the under. That Everton team, man, they, they, they're struggling. Yes. They, they can't do anything right right now. I don't know what Enchilotti's been doing. Like it was, He had him on, cooking on the gears going into uh, the COVID break, and then he came out of it and it was yeah. flat. Yeah, they stick. Yeah, they, they strictly score worldies, or they just don't score. Like that's that's all they do. Like they have no, they have no like significant built up. I don't, I don't even know. I, I don't understand how they're they're placed. I don't get it. I don't understand the coaching. Yeah, Everton, Everton is super confusing right now. I'm not touching that with the ten foot pole at all. Nor am I. What do we got next? The Brighton versus Southampton game. Oh yeah. I think this is a one-one game. I'm not very confident in it, but just... uh, I actually kind of really like Southampton. By a half a well, the spread's a half a goal. So and it's plus one, it's plus one fourteen. So it's good odds. Southampton, Cam was talking about last week that they're actually playing sneaky good football. Uh, three wins, two draws, one loss since the project restart. And Brighton's given up a lot of goals as of late. Like they they strictly giving up a lot of goals. So I I think Southampton could pull out just a one zero, maybe two one. 
right here. I don't know if they're going to be able to score two, but you know, one zero is what I would probably put it at if I was going to guess a total. But at plus one fourteen, I'll take it. I don't see Brighton winning, so I, I don't know size. I don't mind that. I don't mind the tie call, but I just see I see Southampton pushing through here. My boy Danny Ings gets gets it done, and I see Southampton winning by a goal or two here. So I'm taking Southampton minus minus point five. So winning by a goal. And then, yeah, taking that, I mean, that's good odds, too. I mean, you're basically at pick them here, and you're getting plus 114. So, um, when and also, just real quick, when we say plus 114, that means you're winning $114 for every $100 you 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 uh, bet. So, what's next, guys? Yeah. Uh, going into the Friday game, Watford versus West Ham. I like this game a lot. This is – West Ham's been cooking lately. I, I think it's going to be either 0-2, 1-2. I have it. West Ham is at a pick'em. It's a pick'em game. Yep. And the way West Ham's been playing, Antonio, first off, four goals against Norwich. He yeah. has been cooking. Yeah. Um, I am taking West Ham all day in this pick'em. I think they for sure win. They beat Chelsea a couple weeks ago. They cooked them over Norwich. Antonio's been on all cylinders. I'm taking West Ham all the way. Yeah, I'm also taking West Ham. I mean, the odds on the pick'em is minus 166. So it's not like amazing odds, but I really think with how they're playing, I, I would think they should win this game pretty easily. I mean, Wat, uh, West Ham is home. Watford is l- third to last in the Premier League in goals four. So they just don't score. And West Ham, like Sai said, they won 4-0 last game, and they're trying to stay out of re- uh, relegation zone. So I see a tie. I don't know. I just don't – I don't. I'm, they know something. Something's going on here. I don't know. It's just <laughs> – yeah. It's just West Ham's been playing well. Watford is, I mean, they stink. So I don't know. Like, I just, it's one of those games where you just don't see something coming. And it's just like maybe Watford just holds them to a draw somehow. I don't know. Well, you're not forever, like you're not forever like blowing bubbles. So. I'm not, you know, I'm not a big Elijah Wood guy. So I don't know. Just whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Good reference, Green Shoe Hogan. Going uh, into the Sunday game of Southampton versus Bournemouth. I'm I'm thinking Southampton's going to win here one zero, but I'm not I'm not too confident. I have the exact same outcome. Uh, it's plus one eighty seven for them just to win outright. And mm-hmm. Bournemouth is horrible, even though they tied Tottenham, and that's that's a shame. Um, yeah, I mean Southampton's been playing good, so I mean as long as they play good against Brighton, I my analysis won't change on that. One zero sounds pretty good to me. I'll take it plus one eighty seven. All right, I'm throwing it on the card. There it is. Get it on. Not touching it. No, thank you. Fine, Cam. Don't touch it. The other Sunday no. match, Leicester versus Tottenham. Your your spuds. Oh baby, you know I'm betting this game. I got this game at two two. What do you what do you think in the scoreline? I do have it as a draw. I don't know if it'll be two two, but realistically, it's it's probably going to be a draw, one one two two. But because I'm a Tottenham fan and because they've been playing slightly better as as of late. They're going to get smoked like 4-1, and it's going to be a really upsetting day for me. Um, I was actually leaning more towards the under 2.5 because, yeah. I mean, Sun is starting to heat up now. His goals been back-to-back games. Harry Kane put up two today, but he's only had three in the whole restart. Tottenham's home. They just look better as of late, and you know it's, Vardy's going to get his. I'm taking the over in this one. I, I, I was going to over to everything you just said, John. Everything you just said made me think you wanted to go to the over. Why no, you go to the come come to the dark side. No, because I a part of me thinks that I'm gonna I'll win the under part of this bet and I'm gonna lose on the draw. Like I I want this to be a win for Tottenham, obviously, and I wouldn't be upset with a draw because of the money. 
but I need to get something out of this. So I went with the under because Tottenham's one to just let me down and they're not going to score. And it's going to be a tough Sunday for me. And we're going to be upset. Come to the under. Going into the Monday game, we got the Crystal Palace versus Wolves. I got, I got Wolves 2-0 in this one. I got Wolves money line. I got under two and a half. I just don't think Crystal Palace has – they're up for it. Wolves have been fighting to gain ranks, get into the Europa Champions League maybe. Um, long shot, but I got this 2-0 Wolves money line under two and a half. See, this game is a strange one to me. I, I think the Wolves will win. I think it's – what is it? Minus one on the money, on the money line, on the goal line. I'm going to bet that. I don't know if they if they can actually pull it out, though, for the sheer fact. They don't score a lot. The Wolves, they, they only have 49 goals for this season. They don't score much. Um, they had a real letdown today against my walking draw of a team in Burnley. Uh, but Crystal Palace is so bad. Like, they're really, really bad. So if there's a time that the Wolves could put up some goals, it, sh- it could be this game. But it, the season as a whole, they just don't score that much. But they are playing very well. Yeah, I like I like Jimenez. Like Traore, I don't know. I just I just see the Wolves winning this game. I I hate that the line's at one. I just yeah. feel like it's gonna be. A, I feel like it's a one a one goal victory here. Yep. So it's I hate a, that. It's so kind I'll, of a trouble. I'll probably just take the money line and you know take the Wolves here. So, yeah. but yeah, I like I like the Wolves over Crystal Palace. I think Crystal Palace stinks. So yeah, it's definitely my, it's definitely one of those professional things. assessment as they stink. So it was a long card, but those are the ones I got. Sizemore, you got anything else as far as any picks? That's all the picks this week. Awesome. Well, we got our next podcast coming out next Wednesday, right? The twenty second. Yep, next Wednesday, the twenty second. All right. So why don't we why don't we just hit a quick recap of our of our uh, golf and, and EPL picks real quick? JMO, what do you got? All right, I got uh, Victor Hovland as my favorite. I will be throwing money at Jason Day, Brooks Kepka, Phil Mickelson, and uh, Super Long Shot on Shane Lowry. Uh, my EPL, I have Man United minus one and a half, Crystal Palace over two and a half. Uh, I also have Southampton minus one and a half over Brighton. I have West Ham outright versus Watford. Uh, I have Tottenham Leicester as a draw with the under at uh, under two and a half. Uh, Southampton outright versus Bournemouth and Wolves outright over Crystal Palace. All right, I got Tiger Woods to win. I got Morikawa, Shoffle, Woodland to throw some money at, and my sleeper, Ian Poulter. I'm going to do two parlays. I'm going to do a parlay Sheffield plus a half over Leicester, money line on Man United, West Ham Pickham, Southampton money line over Bournemouth, Wolves money line over Crystal Palace, and then I'm going to do another one, Sheffield versus Leicester under two and a half, Man U over versus Crystal Palace under or over two and a half. Austin Villa versus Everton under two and a half. Leicester versus Tottenham over two and a half. And Crystal Palace versus Wolves under two and a half. It's quite a mouth. Over 400 picks later, and I'm taking Xander. <laughs> I'm taking my boy Xander to win, throwing money at the TIG, the GOAT. And I got my long shot, Jason Dayday. Uh, my EPL picks are Man U minus one and a half over Crystal Palace. Southampton minus half over Brighton. And I'm taking the Wolves in the money line. J-Mo, take us out. Well, next week we will be following up on all of our picks, giving us everybody a little rundown of our season standings. But until then, like, comment, subscribe. 
to our Instagram and Twitter pages at Banged Up Bets. Follow us on anywhere your podcast can be found. We out. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. The boys of the Banged Up Bets. Hmm. Get that bread. Let's go. We get, we get in that boat. I want to get that boat. I need a boat. I'd love a boat.